You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode contains topics that some listeners may find triggering. See the episode description for more information. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And you're listening to our episode with Queen Elsa herself, Casey Levy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today we have the one and only Casey Levy with us. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Thanks ladies. So happy to be here. Um, you may know Casey from just a few <laughs> different Broadway shows. Just I think um, most currently she is Elsa in Frozen on Broadway, which little girl dreams, yes, I'm sure. Um, she's also, you've seen her in Les Mis and Ghost and... Wicked and Hairspray and coming up, she's going to have a busy spring as she is in the revival of Carolina Change. So thank you for making time this morning to come be with us before a two-show day. Total pleasure. (laughs) Happy to be here. Um, So obviously, Casey is a mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us about your son. So my son is almost four. His name is Isaiah. We call him Z um, or Zaya or a million other things. Um, He is the best. It's um, doing Frozen's the first time I've done eight shows a week on Broadway as a mom. Um, and I've been doing it for three years of his life. So I started the lab after he turned one. So he's only ever known me as Elsa. And um, <laughs> What is that for a kid? It's crazy. My mom's Elsa. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> sleeps with his Elsa doll every night and calls it Mama Elsa. Oh, yeah. my God. It's pretty it yummy. so sweet. Yeah. There's been like a whole host of um, special little things like that tied up in this experience. But yeah, he's um, he's a real like boundless energy boy running nice. around. Um He's really into music. He knows all the words to all the songs in Frozen. Mm-hmm. Well, all the rhythms and melodies, I should say, and some of the words. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super musical and uh, and super funny. And, and yeah, he's just been the best. Has he seen the sh- He's seen you in the show. Yeah, he's seen it a few times. He's seen it, I think he's been out front three or four times. Um, and then he also one time watched Let It Go from the Wings <gasps> with David, my <laughs> husband. And um, our whole stage management team, like set it all up and um, yeah. and he was able to like watch the dress change mm. and we have some really special pictures from that. Magical. So. But yeah, he thinks he owns the theater. Like of when course. he comes, sure. he runs, he <laughs> wants the crew to turn on the turntable. He runs all over the stage. He goes to the basement. He wants to look at all of the, me- the mechanics. He's really into like how things work. Mm. So yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Oh boy, that's, that's so exciting. Special. Yeah. 
So let's start at the beginning, right? Yeah. So what got you there? You had a little bit of an interesting journey with your pregnancy. So why don't yeah. we kind of go through that? Mm-hmm. Were you working at the time you got pregnant? Let's I had, give us all the goods. Yeah. I had just finished Les Mis, um, which I think was like the show and role that pushed me into oh really knowing I was ready to be a mom yeah. playing Fontaine. It was oh my like, God. sort of like a dark <laughs> yeah. um, coming yeah. to take the well, realization. It's like singing it. When I would audition for it, I auditioned for it before I became a mother. And then I remember going mm. in after I had become a mother and singing Fontaine's death when she's like, take Forget my child, it. I give her to your keeping. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Truly heinous. It's on a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'd just been doing that and I was exhausted and um, it was a really great experience, but I was very ready for a break. And um, we got pregnant right away and we lost that pregnancy. And then um, and that was, you know, it's all its own bunch of issues and heartache and everything um but luckily we got pregnant again and um and that was Isaiah and I wasn't working during the first trimester but I was set to do a show off Broadway Michael John Lacuse's first daughter suite at the public and I was very anxious about telling people I was pregnant um because I knew I had that job coming up but it hadn't started and I wasn't sure how it all worked with equity and how you know could I lose my job if I said I was pregnant and I didn't know how my pregnancy was going to go or how much I was going to show and I was playing real people that are still alive and so as you can see like a lot of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) um but I just sort of like uh, trucked along and, and I told them I think the second day of rehearsal and they were all incredible about it but by that time, I was already experiencing a lot of complications with my pregnancy. So How far along were you at that point? I was, I started right at the top of my 12th or 13th week. Oh, wow. So oh, I had wow. just finished the first trimester when I started rehearsals. Um, and I wasn't showing at all. I mean, I felt like I was, but I wasn't. Of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was already like trying on the stretchy yeah. maternity jeans. <laughs> and um, it gets so much It's exciting more. to begin with, right? You're oh like, my I gosh. can't wait to wear maternity clothes. And by the end, you're like, get, get me off. off. Yeah, <laughs> completely. So yeah, I um, we knew early, I want to say like 14 or 15 weeks. I think it was the 15-week scan, actually, that... Um, that I had intrauterine growth restrictions. So we knew that the baby was going to be on the small side and that the baby might not be growing well inside my womb. Um, and that I had low fluid and I had placenta issues. Mm-hmm. So it very quickly became like a scary time. But it wasn't terrible um, really until five and a half months, right when I was finishing the run. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, we started to realize that like every two weeks with the growth scan that the baby wasn't growing. And my whole world just became about that. So um, David was finishing his second master's degree at the time, and he was constantly out of school. We were going to doctor's appointments every every other day. We were getting mm. ultrasounds every three days a week oh. um, to monitor the fluid, the placenta, the movement. There was like a time where he didn't move for a while in the middle of a snowstorm. He had to walk to one of the hospitals because oh we couldn't get a cab and get monitored. So all these things that I'm sure many women listening um, have experienced varying levels of throughout their pregnancy, where, and especially your first pregnancy where you're like, I don't know what's happening. And then when, of course, you have complications and the doctors are like, uh, you know, this is not a typical pregnancy, you start to panic a little bit more. Yeah. So in the end, um, we were really weighing how, how long we should keep him in versus when we should pull him out. So I had taken, you know, the birthing classes and the, every sort of prenatal class, the breastfeeding class, and then I had to sort of um, reconcile knowing that, like, I probably wouldn't have a vaginal birth. I'd probably have an emergency C-section. All these things that, like, I would never feel like 
what it would feel like to labor naturally, all these things I sort of had to like say goodbye to during the pregnancy, which I found very difficult in the time, probably because uh, of the stress surrounding the whole thing, of what I sort of um, ingested as like how to be pregnant right. mm-hmm. this day and age. Well, like, the, yeah, the pressure yeah, and the yeah. judgment and the, yeah. yeah. Like drinking the Kool-Aid as far as like, this is what pregnancy needs to look like, or it's not valid, or it's not good, or it's not healthy, or... So I, I was realizing at the time, like, oh, wow, all these things are, are really, like, doing a number on my psyche and my psychological health and my my relationship. And, you know, and I was just trying to keep the baby chill. We kept, you know, telling right. the baby, like, you just yeah. relax in there. We'll do the stressing for you, which only sort of worked. But um, <laughs> right. anyways, in the end, I had an emergency C-section at 34 weeks. We were able to keep him in pretty long, but um, but he was only three pounds. So then he was in the NICU for three weeks, which was something else I wasn't prepared for and I knew nothing about. So all those stories and articles and mom blogs about like when they give you your baby two days after you deliver and you take him home and you're like, what do we do with the baby? We didn't have that. Mm. So I was sitting by his isolate from 6 a.m. until 11 p.m. pumping, nursing when he could because he had a feeding tube. He was so tiny, he would fall asleep oh. when nursing. So oh. they had to feed him with his little, like little, little tiny know, nugget. Tiny, yeah, tiny. he was like the size of this coffee cup. It oh, was nuts. My God. But, you know, we had the best care in, in the NICU, um, Mount Sinai, Upper East Side. They were amazing, and they taught us a lot. And, um, and it was really scary and really sad to come home to not having our baby at the house. But we also knew that we were in good hands there mm-hmm. and that he was healthy. He was just tiny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're in the What NICU, a relief, I'm sure, after oh. the journey of your pregnancy, not knowing and yes, yes. all the we scans were really being grateful. so worried the whole time yeah. when he was out and he couldn't maybe, I mean, it was still, he, he was still in the NICU, but he was getting the attention he needed. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you see all of the ranges of what can happen in the yeah. NICU too. And like these NICU nurses, they are angels on earth what they do, especially like us as actors, we're used to people being like, oh my God, you're changing lives. And you sometimes are like, what? No, <laughs> no I'm not. not. <laughs> yeah. No, they are literally. They, are. they literally yeah. do. Mm-hmm. They are really, I mean, just wildly amazing. And so I was able to find a lot of comfort in that. But I was also dealing with like the hormone drop off after you deliver a baby. So uh, I'm a little depressive to begin with, plus the anxiety of my kid <laughs> being in the NICU, plus the hormone drop off, plus breastfeeding and figuring that out, which is a total shit show, part of my French. So uh, I was crying a lot. And um, my mom and dad were in Canada and they were visiting and helping as much as they could, but they're not really allowed in the NICU. So mm-hmm. it was a lot. Um, and when we brought him home, it was so joyful and amazing. And he was just a tiny little dude. And, and then began the journey of figuring out uh, you know, how to be a working actor and having a new little baby at home. And actually, this is a good little tidbit. I remember, I think the second week after he was born, you know, still have gauze on my C-section scar, um, still taking pain medicine. I went in and auditioned for Grizabella and Cats oh because God. I was like, well, <laughs> oh. she sings one song. It's a shitload of makeup. But other than that, it's kind I of a good track. <laughs> and I was in the waiting room of the NICU being like, man, oh practicing it. Psycho. The things we do. The things we do and the things we think are expected of mm-hmm. us and yeah. the, the hamster wheel we're on. Well, because we also, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, what we do, people tend to write us off once mm-hmm. we become a mother. You know what I mean? It's like no matter what level you're on of your career, you know, I think people decide, oh, well, she's a mom. So yeah, she's or if you take time away for any reason. Heaven forbid, you. you know, it's yep. like yep. the business will still be there. I remember my agent saying that to me, you know, when I was stressing about it and he was like, 
the business will always be here. It's so true. It will be. But it just doesn't feel life like that. It, will be. it doesn't at the time. And I yeah. think back, I was just talking, a friend of mine went to her first audition back after having a baby and just yesterday and she was texting with me and and I remember, I said to my husband, I was like, I remember that mm-hmm. feeling mm. of like, oh my God, will the baby be okay without me? I, checking in constantly and like trying to prep and like everything feels so massive. It does. You know? And so you look back and you go, I mean, yes, it is, but also the perspective of where you've come from. <laughs> and it's all just you life. Figure it you know, out. you figure it out. You yeah, have to exactly. Go through that too. And you talk to exactly. other moms, like you yeah. were talking to your friend, like, I'm sure that I was like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I was like, keep breathing. Mm-hmm. He's not going to know you were gone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's two months old. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of what. So yes. you went and auditioned for Grisabella. <laughs> went and auditioned for Grisabella. <laughs> yeah, that was heinous. Did it. Two weeks, Casey. Yeah, I know. No, and with dumb. the C-section, I had two uh, emergency C-sections and I like, even the breathing oh, to sing God. is difficult totally. with that scar yeah. and that pain. I can't even I can't. Really yeah. So after you did that one, did you say, maybe I should step uh-huh. back for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to hold off. Um, luckily, there's nothing else this season because he was born in February. So like oh, everything was yeah, cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, I'm going to take a sec. Um, but then, <laughs> then my friend who sings backup for Rod Stewart was like, Hey, one of the backup singers is leaving and we need a new backup singer. And I was like, wow, I'm never going to work again. Cause this is what I always think, especially <laughs> right. after having a baby. I'm like, Oh, no one's hiring me. So, okay. I guess I should try to be a backup singer for Rod Stewart. So I like at, when he was five months, we went out to Las Vegas, oh. just me and him and a nanny. And I like put on a shimmy dress and high heels and like was a backup singer for six weeks for, for Rod, for Sir Rod. Um, and that was That's actually, cool. yeah. that was my first job post, post baby. And it was terrifying. Mm. I was um, really convinced that I like couldn't do it, um, which was interesting. I mean, it was out of my wheelhouse and that I was like dancing the way I hadn't danced since I was in hairspray when I was 26. So I was like doing all these sexy dance moves that like I've been parking and barking for a while, so I was like, okay, i got to get that skill brushed up. But I also was just um, really, like, feeling like I didn't know what I was doing for some reason. And um, I think I had been dealing with some postpartum depression and um, anxiety about how Isaiah was doing as a tiny little baby and as a preemie. And so I just, I don't think I was totally ready, but it's good that I did it in the end. And I'd had a great experience and I felt like, oh, I can do this once Mm -hmm. I was out there doing it. But like rehearsing for it was really scary. I imagine a lot of moms, their first job back after having a baby. And also like mom brain. Oh my right. Gosh, I yes. mean, that's Sleep a very real thing. And like, yes, trying to learn something, especially like you said, it's not in your wheelhouse. It's not what you do all the time. Yeah. So having to use different muscles mm-hmm. and also still being the mother of a you know five month old. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And not having my partner with me because yeah. he was teaching. So it was a it was a big adventure, but it was a short gig, too. And so I could sort of like see an end mm-hmm. to it. Um, it's a nice way to kind of dip your toe back in. It was. Be like, can I do this? Okay, I can do this. It was, yeah. And it, I felt very empowered at the end of it, which was great. And we got, you know, we got to spend some time out in the desert, which was cool. And um, it was, uh, he went to, he swam for the first time in Vegas in our oh. little hotel swimming pool. So like, we have really special um, family memories from that time. After Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. what was the next step in your journey? Yeah. So uh, I think I actually auditioned for one of the labs of Frozen before Rod Stewart. I did. I think I, yeah, in April. So Z was probably like two months old. And I auditioned for Elsa for the first time and had some callbacks when Alex Timbers was still directing. Didn't get the lab. Went and did Rod Stewart. Um, 
came back in the end of the summer, I believe. Yeah, early fall. And I think soon after that, I had my next Elsa audition when Michael Grandage was on board. And then I knew pretty, oh, no, then I was going in for Waitress. So I was auditioning for other jobs. And um, I was going to do Waitress. And then I didn't because I got Elsa. And it was like very wonderful and very sad at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt I was going to be, you know, the first real mother to have played that role in Waitress. And I felt very connected to it because Everything Changes was playing when Isaiah was born. (gasps) What? Mm Mm-hmm. Ah. So because this is actually something maybe relatable to other moms listening, because my pregnancy was such a, a crazy time, one of the only things I could control was the music that would be playing in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of obsessive about the playlist and I was like trying to make it super chill and super yummy feeling because I knew that the day they said, this is the day you have to go to the hospital, that we wanted to, to be like, this is our baby's birthday. This isn't scary. This is happy. Mm-hmm. So um, the playlist was part of that. And I knew um, that I wanted everything changes on that. Because I remember when, before the show started, Gavin Creel, who's one of my best friends and who's one of Sarah's mm-hmm. best friends, had sent me the song and was like, you got to listen to this. Look at what Sarah wrote without ever being a mother. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, my God, so this song. Yeah. Um, so it was on there from her concept album. And it was playing the moment Aww. they delivered him. Isn't that nuts? So, yeah. So through my auditions, I was like, I had a little, <laughs> I had Isaiah's little passport photo taped to Aww. my sides so that I could Aww. like look at him while I was, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, Elsa came along and it was like, it just was one of those auditions and one of those moments in the room as we all have had where you're like, oh, this is, there's something, mm-hmm. this is the thing. And, um. I was so excited that I was getting a chance at it, and I almost didn't go to my audition because I had a cold and I thought I was going to sound bad. So thank God I went. Good thing. <laughs> Just go to the audition, folks. Right. Just go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, and then I started it uh, when he so he turned one in February, and I started the lab in April. Okay. And that was sort of the wow. beginning of the journey. And that was three years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I remember that time because everybody was, well. I remember going in for all those things too, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. it was like every girl All of us, yeah. It's <laughs> like going in and doing yep. it and um and then you know word starts to spread. It's like, oh, Casey's doing Frozen and Betsy's going into waitress yep. and like all the yep. people doing all the you know. Yep, yeah. Um, it was a fun time, but you um <laughs> totally there was I remember a lot. I remember personally being like, Oh, Casey's not doing waitress because I just thought you're knowing you and the energy and your soul and your spirit, who you are, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, she would be a fantastic Jenna. Oh, like thanks, singing girl. that and having the connection. Cause I do yeah. think about that. It's like singing that music as a mother is a whole different. Yeah. I think Nicolette level. is the only, the only mother. Mother. Oh, Jordan. Oh, and Jordan's Jordan a mother. Okay. Yeah. She's a mom. Yeah. Amazing. So, so two moms. It is. It is. I mean, I certainly don't think you need to be a mom to play that part, but I no. do because we're all actors and we can do it. But like there is something deeper and more beautiful about having been through that in your own life and then mm-hmm. getting to do that on stage. I think like now mm-hmm. when I think back to my roles as Fontaine and also when I was doing Murder Ballad playing a mom, I had I wasn't a mom yet. So it would be really interesting to go back and like reexamine those parts now that I am a mom mm-hmm. and just see where, you know, uh, yeah, what yeah. choices you make. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. For sure. So then you are Elsa. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. And just a little pressure on that. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Jeez. So in some anxiety. ways it was good to have Isaiah 
in a lot of I mean, in every way, but like, especially as far as the pressure goes with Frozen, it was good because it didn't allow me to obsess over mm-hmm. all the things that could go wrong. Right. Yeah. Which I, mean, I still did. You, <laughs> do you find that like, I'm Kara and I've talked about this. It's like, I find that just in general with auditions now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's a certain weight. I mean, there's a different. I should say there is still a weight with, you know, oh, and I need a job so I can provide for my child. Yeah. But there's also this sort of feeling of like, this isn't the most important thing totally. anymore. It's freeing. Because when right? you're it younger, it's so yeah. massive. All of it just feels so heavy in the pressure and I have to succeed and I have to do this and I have to book this gig. And and now you go in the room and it's just like, yeah, life moves on. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to leave it at the door. To, mm-hmm. and. And please, I mean, the preparation for an audition now. <laughs> yep. It's, that's the You have thing. to be so much more efficient and yes. focused. And I look back at my younger years and I think, God, I wasted a lot of time yep. not preparing for auditions. And I would be prepared. It's not that. Mm-hmm. But how much better and more efficient I am at doing it now because the time yeah. is so finite. Um, I, I totally agree. I think that's the biggest shift is like, now I'm like, well, I have 20 minutes to learn these sides, so I'm going to learn them. Mm-hmm. And then I have to make lunch. I have to get this child down exactly. for a nap or the rest of the day is screwed. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> you figure it out. And my agents, annoyingly, they bug me when they say this, but they're right. They're always like, oh, ever since you became a mother, everything is so much better. You're way more chill. You're booking <laughs> everything. You're Because I'm like, I don't have any time. Right. You know, and you're so much less precious about yourself because you have to be because mm-hmm. it really isn't the first thing anymore. But then when you get to work on the audition material, when you get to audition, you enjoy it more exactly. too. It feels you're like doing a treat. you do, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you can clue back into that part of you that was there before. Yeah. You yeah. became a mom. Totally, totally. Because it's so easy to just get swept up in the mom life. And even you're talking about make, making it precious. I even feel like my choices inside, it's like easier to make choices because I just like go with that gut, yes. right? Like I don't have to like obsess over every little thing because you don't have the time to. No, and you, you trust yourself in a way that like I don't think I ever trusted myself before. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, this is what I got. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. They'll either yeah. dig it or they and, won't. Or and they that's won't. totally right. cool. Exactly. And that's cool because mm-hmm. my kid's at home and she thinks I'm the best. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's so wonderful. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so you so you did the lab of Frozen, yeah. one of the labs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last lab before we went into production. So then you guys went to Denver, yes. right? And Z would have been small. Yeah, because that was, was a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did he come with you? Yeah, he came with me and a and a nanny again because David was finishing. Actually, David was teaching. So um, he's a theater professor in New Jersey um, at a university. So he was teaching away and he would visit but I brought um and my nannies are are like some of my favorite students from when I taught at AMDA which is my alma mater so I would teach them musical theater and then I would like sort of pluck the girls and be like hey want to be a babysitter (laughs) so they're like part of our family now which is great so um so I brought one of our trusted sitters with me to Denver and we we figured it out we made it work and and she pulled a, a lot of weight while I was um Teching and then in previews, rehearsing all day and still doing the show at night. And we were there for, I, I want to say, eight weeks, nine weeks. Mm. So you've got the the sitters. You're plucking your sitters mm-hmm. from AMDA. Yeah. And you've got the nannies. And I'm sure David has been a huge part of the journey as well. Yeah, obviously. I can't do any of it without David. Um, he... Like he, we have such a great partnership that I... Sometimes it's easy to take that for granted. Um that co-parenting element of my life because sometimes I stop and think, well, how does anybody do this alone? 
let alone in our business. But like, how does anyone solo parent? And sometimes it feels as though I'm solo parenting, and yet I never am because David's gone half the week, and so we are often trading off time with Z. But there's no way I could do this job, um, be the kind of mom I want to be, and manage this like crazy schedule, household, everything without him. Like he's the most supportive and he's right there in with in it with me. Like he's it's very equal. That's awesome. Um, which is cool. And I think I, I think you find the same thing with your yeah. husband, right? Yeah. Totally. I mean Eric is like so hands on. He's yeah. always in it. Yeah. You know, unless he's in La Jolla, which mm-hmm. he's gone now. But right, like right, David's right. gone like yeah, four days a week or yeah, something, Yeah, he's right? gone three to four days a week. And then when he's directing this, like in the spring when I'm opening Caroline, he'll be away directing a show. Oh, so my. But then my parents fly in. Oh, and like his parents <laughs> live in the city and they help us a lot. We have like a really good, strong family foundation that, that helps us. And I just, I'm so grateful for that. And it is absolutely the main reason I can keep my head kind of level. Because you can pay people and you can trust people with your kid. But when you've got family around and when you've got a partner mm-hmm. that you know you don't have to think twice about. Totally. Kara and I say that all the time. We're yeah. like, we have, we have great husbands mm-hmm. and we still get frustrated yes. or feel like we're taking on the whole, yeah. you know, that that's, but you know. But we're so lucky we're to so have lucky. them. We're so lucky. Oh my God. <laughs> because there are some guys who just yeah. aren't. And so. Yeah. And I think that's something great about being in the arts too is like we're all used to the idea of change all the time. Like right. we're used to not knowing where our next job is and when it'll be or when we're losing our current job. And because of that, it lets us like pivot in our lives a little easier and kind of roll with the punches. And that's a great um, skill to have when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. But so for both parents to be in the business in some capacity, like it is for me and David, and I know for you and Eric, like it, it's so nice to not have to explain the business end of things to your partner. They just get it. They're in it too. They know. Um, and they can sort of like pick up the slack and you can do that for them when it's your turn. You know, it's, yeah. it's a nice thing to have. It's awesome. The ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Teamwork. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, the the thought of teching and previewing. Yeah. And being Elsa. <laughs> and just, I mean, and, and we sort of, you know, I know we laugh about it, but it's true. Like the pressure... You know, Disney is no joke. Yeah. You know, and Frozen, well, Frozen 2 is now, I think, the most mm-hmm. popular animated film of all time. Is like, it really? You know, gross, highest grossing. Yeah. 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 But Frozen was this juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And the expectations that people had of who was going to be Elsa and how are they going to do Let It Go and this yes. and that. And, and, um, First off, I just have to say, you have to Google Casey if you haven't already seen her, but you have to Google her and watch her sing Let It Go on the Tony Awards. Uh, you, I can't, when you take it up at the end, that's crazy. That's First off, that's amazing. And, Thanks, but I remember being at like the Tony rehearsals and you guys, this is a side note, but we'll get back. But we were at Tony's rehearsal and you rehearse in the morning on Sunday. Um, you have to do a whole run through of the Tonys. So I was there with Summer and you were there with Frozen and I'm in the house of radio city and frozen is rehearsing theirs. And it's literally like eight 30 in the morning, eight 30 after a two show day, the day before, and they're going to have a matinee that afternoon and then be on the Tony awards that night. So this is an epic, epic day. <laughs> and I remember Casey doing it and I, and she sang her face off, sounded incredible. It was awesome. And everyone's cheering. And I like literally texted her. I was like, I'm crying. I was shouting like, yes, mama. Yes. And I was saying to people, I was like, she probably got up at six, you guys. This is insane. Like she was mom. And then she came here and she did that. I was just so, 
proud and, uh, you know, as not only as actors, but as mothers, like how hard I know the life that you had before you even got to that rehearsal. And then you were going to be mom and then you're going to do the matinee and probably see Z for dinner and then go to the, it's just insane. And you sounded incredible. And I was just like, Friend, girl power. Yes. I was I was on such a high. I was just so... That's amazing of you to say. I was shouting at you. I you loved that text. That. I remember when you sent me that text. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, that's amazing. Yeah, You're you know what? I was like, if I don't do this riff at the rehearsal in my matinee as well, I won't have the nerve to, to do, do it. it that night. Yeah. So I made myself... I think I did it in all the shows leading up to it that week, too, just because I was like, if I don't just make this, like, ain't no thing, right, yeah. then, um, then I'll chicken out at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew I wanted to give a little something extra. So oh I made myself do that. And actually, it was almost scarier to do it in the rehearsal, not just that it was in the morning, but because I knew it's all my so friends were out. I know, I know. Yeah, it's yeah, always, perfect. that's the hardest part is like singing yeah. for people you know. So yeah. you know that everyone, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, well, I haven't seen the show yet because it conflicts with my running schedule. Right. So yeah. like, what do they what have? You, Let yeah, me yeah. show me what, what you, you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, the judge. <laughs> but it's I, funny, it's mostly in our heads though, right. because mostly everybody exactly. out in the crowd oh is my doing God. what you were doing. Like yeah. you're cheering each other on. And actually you do feel that on the morning of the Tonys, but it's very pressurized. But we put our own pressure on. We're all crazy. People I hate singing for the most are the people I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. One thousand. Especially when you can see them. Like, all the house lights are up in yeah. those rehearsals, and you're yeah. like, oh, could you just dim the eyes yeah, right. so exactly. I don't have to see who's <laughs> out there? Right. Exactly. Um, I want to, before, we'll go back to Frozen, but mm-hmm. um, something I want to talk about, because this is what I meant to ask you earlier, and I'd forgotten. Yeah. Did your voice change mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Z was born? And also... I know you've spoken about yeah. vocal health yeah. and what you went through. Like, if mm-hmm. you could talk to us about that and then if you felt a change. Totally. Yeah. When I was doing First Daughter Suite, I was singing in more of a legit place anyways, more of like a legit musical theater place. And as we know, like, as we get bigger and bigger in our pregnancies, like, our organs literally move out of the way to accommodate the bump. Mm-hmm. And, and it affected my breathing a lot during that show. So I felt it then while I was pregnant. Um, and I had to find a different way to breathe into my ribs and stuff to get like enough room to support vocally. And then also after giving birth, I definitely felt with the hormone drop off that uh, my whole immune system felt like kind of low. I mean, first of all, you're not sleeping, you're nursing, you're pumping, you're doing whatever you do, Mm -hmm. or you're bottle feeding whatever you do. Fed is best. But um, you're, you know, in a fight or flight mode for so many months and um, your body's trying to recuperate, and it definitely affected my singing as well. So, like, also I was rusty. Like, I hadn't been singing every day. So going in for those auditions or singing at a couple of concerts that I did, like, it didn't really feel like my own voice. Mm. Um, and I went back into voice lessons just so I could, like, you know, have a little tune-up. Um, and the vocal health stuff was majorly part of it because I was also taking from my C-section, like, a ton of ibuprofen which is terrible for your voice. And um, I have a history of hemorrhaging when, and the ibuprofen is blood thinning. So I was really wary of taking it for my pain, even though I really needed it um, because I was worried about how it would affect Mm -hmm. my voice. So there was a lot. And even just those sentences I've just said are very like stressful to hear. So Mm -hmm. then you imagine like living through all of that and trying to like balance what's good for you as a mom, what's good for your body in this healing mode, and then what's good for your career. Um, and, and trying to match up. They totally no. don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But you have to figure it out. Like you have to sort of like, um, 
sacrifice in one area in order to benefit in the other. And, and it's sort of like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, a bit of a gamble. And, yeah, compromise. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what have you done? I mean, having a toddler, I mean, also he's grown from being one and a half mm -hmm. to now almost four. Mm -hmm. So major, major development, development. Yeah. Needing your attention, mm -hmm. communication, waking talking, up very early, waking up very <laughs> early. I mean, yeah. and to have been on an HO week schedule as Elsa with the weight of it all, not just vocally, but just to be the face of Disney, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. like, you've been doing appearances and all these things. Yeah. Um, what have you found? How have you been able to manage that? You know, like pulling yeah. back because you can't not talk to your child. Totally. He needs, you know, because I'm sure back in the day, It'd be like vocal rest. Yeah. You but wouldn't not, talk during the day. Not now. <laughs> no, you'd sleep exactly. till 10. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Honestly, I don't know how mm. this has happened as well as it has. And there's been moments that have not been great. But like overall, I think sheer will is like the number one mm. thing. Mm -hmm. And then having really good systems in place, like I'm really an organized person. And so I'm a little type A. So like I definitely have a spreadsheet of babysitters and how it all works and scheduling and everything. And like that, that. Without that, it would be impossible. But even with all that planning, as we all know, like yeah. that goes out the window when the kid is sick and has to be home from school all day mm -hmm. and you're in previews and you need to scramble to find coverage or you need, and your kid hasn't seen you in two weeks because you're previewing and rehearsing all day. And so you got to get someone who can bring him down to the theater. You got to go home in between rehearsal and, and curtain, mm -hmm. but you need PT um, or you need your voice lesson or mm -hmm. you need a nap. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> um, so there's definitely tears involved. There's mm -hmm. definitely um, deep breathing. But I think my body, I don't know. I'm sure you guys can speak go to this. Mode. This is just is. moms get moms yep. make it happen. Hashtag moms Hashtag, make it happen. That's right. I like that hashtag. <laughs> I like it like, too. We just we you just do, do it. You, you just wake like, up at like, five. Yeah, yeah. you it's have the, the child. Like moms can never have a sick day. Totally. Right? It's right. you just push through. Yeah. People at the theater are always like you know because they'll be going out, which I don't. I mean, we're getting older, so we don't tend to go out that much anymore <laughs> anyway. But like the kids will be going out and I'm like, you guys, my alarm goes off at 645 mm -hmm. for Elliot to go to school. And like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, you just, you just do, do it. it. You just do it. Like, just know you're going to have to do it. Like, yep. that's what it is. And your body sort of like accommodates. Like, right. I think that, uh, I mean, I there are many nights where I get five hours of sleep at the most and I still go sing Let It Go and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And right. Um, and it does work weirdly, mm -hmm. but I think it's part of that. I think there's something that shifts in you like on a molecular level mm -hmm. that like accommodates all the things you need to be to all the people. Yeah. Totally. I wanted to ask you, cause talking about previews and tech and everything, we, um, I've heard, well, Ann Court talked about this at a women's council mm -hmm. yeah, meeting that we, which Ann Court, who runs Disney Theatricals, she's is, the best. She's awesome. She is a mom and she is making changes and trying to make headway mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. And hopefully we'll have her on one day. Oh That'll my gosh. She's, awesome. she's one of the most inspiring women and people she in really this business. She's fantastic. She touched yeah. on, uh, she mentioned that when you guys were about to open, mm -hmm. the Z was sick mm -hmm. and they got you a room mm -hmm. because we have, to, I mean, yeah, like we were talking about yep. Elsa. Yeah, I had booked myself into um, the Row Hotel across the street from the St. James. I had made a reservation for like two weeks around opening just to have because I knew that I would need to be in good voice, and um, that and at that point 
Isaiah was barely sleeping. I mean, he's always in some form of barely sleeping mode, but <laughs> um, yeah, and I knew I couldn't get sick and I couldn't have like nursery school germs and, you know, children cough into your mouth. And um, <laughs> so I was like, I can't have that happen, but I also need to see my kids. So I thought, oh, if I could like control the environment a little bit and like be home with him when I needed to be and I could hug him and kiss him and then I could go sleep somewhere else and not inhale the same germs. And um, I'm, I, it's always hard for me to ask for help since I've become a mom, I'm a lot better at it. I realize you can't do everything by yourself, but before becoming a mother, I would never dream of asking a producer for anything like that mm. um, or any accommodation. I wouldn't want them to think I was weak or couldn't right. do it <laughs> or have any doubts that the person they hired wasn't you know, able to do what was expected of them. But I think Anne had come in on a particularly raw day and I was maybe a little tearful with her and just also you know, the pressure of opening, coming up and wanting to be... Um, the best I could be. And she was like, well, what can we do? Like, we're here for you. Like, how can we help you? Like, oh, you're our Elsa. We want to make you. And she's also like, and, you know, I'm Anne. You're Casey. It's right. not just about, like, I'm your producer. You're my Elsa. Right. It's that. But it's more than that. I'm a mother, too. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, your husband works away four days a week. And, um, you know, you've got a roster of babysitters rotating in. Like, how can we allow you to do your best work on stage? And so they helped me with that hotel room. That's and amazing. It was something like I will never forget. Yeah. That's I mean, that's what that's what changes, right? Mm-hmm. Too. And the to have the support. And this is something we talk about just with equality, like women yeah. in the workplace and having someone in that position who could 100%. who could give you that and who yeah. could understand your journey a little bit better than someone who hadn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that. I don't think that there's um, a resistance to that kind of leadership from male producers, I just think that it doesn't always occur to them. I think they're absolutely Mm -hmm. like wanting their teams to produce the best work they can. And had I gone to Tom Schumacher and said those things, I'm sure he would have had the same reaction, but I just would never have dared to. Mm -hmm. And because Anne is a mom and we just talk in a way that I don't with everybody else, that came about because of that. And that's just like that, having that, um, leadership from someone who is so empathetic, who's also a woman in the industry, who's also a mother, um, who's also just an open, kind human being, like open to receiving what her team needs from her. Like that made a huge difference. That's amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. Holla for Ann Court. Yeah, Ann Court, we love you. (laughs) For sure. Well, you're coming to the end of your time at Frozen. I cannot believe you've done it for so long. I remember when you... (laughs) I remember when you were like, I just signed on to February 2020. And I was like, oh, my God. That was in November of 2018. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, and I remember thinking, that's so far away. Yeah. And now, so far away. And, and now we're here. And now we're here. Because time is crazy. Because time speeds up. I'm it convinced. does. It really does. Um, so as you close it out, you know, what yeah. What memories will you have? Or like, oh what gosh. will you take with you? I mean, that's that's well, a large, what a time, what, what a time. time, like for your child as yeah. a mother, as an artist and to have something, it's so rare in general for us to have things, have jobs that we do for so long. Yeah. But it really is. I, even just thinking about like the pocket of time for Z, it's like his toddler years. And now he's like totally. almost four and going to be moving yeah. into like a new phase of his life. And you're going to be new, moving into a new phase of your career, which mm-hmm. is so. Yeah. I totally measure frozen by him and his age. And so it's, and because it's the first time I've done a show that's geared not geared to kids, but is geared to kids. Um, and for that to be the one show I've done as a mom is so fun and interesting. And so it is all like kind of tied up together, but it's weird. It's the longest I've ever done any show. And, um, I feel like, you know, Patty and I, we really feel like we created this 
thing. And for sure, you did. <laughs> not in a like pat myself on the back way. Just like it's so nuts to be leaving it. Not yeah. not in a like it's mine way. Just um, that it's crazy that it happened at all. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think now I, I'm doing a lot of um, trying to like be so sounds so ridiculous but like be present in it like when I'm in the wings about to go out I'm like pay attention mm-hmm. be here be mm-hmm. here now I say be here now a lot to myself right these days because it's going so fast and I have a bunch of like outs coming up for concerts and stuff so I'm not doing every single show till I'm done so the ones I'm at I'm really trying to like appreciate them and um, but the pictures and the memories and Isaiah being backstage and playing in the snow in the audience with him mm. after the audience clears out, these things are things I will never, ever, ever forget. And um, and it's good vibes in that building. And Patty and I, you know, I'll take her with me. Yeah. She's become a, a oh my real God, sister. You guys are like yeah, couldn't have worked out any better, really. Yeah. Um, kind of shocking. But like another great example of women supporting women, there was never ever a moment of competition or weirdness or, and we made it our mission for that to, to be so, but it also naturally just kind of happened that way, which is great. And well, so you're both pretty Good cool people. people. Yeah. 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 Well, and we also like had lived enough life prior to getting mm-hmm. these parts where we weren't super ego-y about them. Right. Which helped. But, um. Yeah, like our stage managers. I love them so much. And my dresser, Fran Curry, who, oh my Fran. God. Fran. You know what? Let's talk about Fran. <laughs> I know. Yes. Because as a mom, our backstage crew and our especially our dressers who see us like when we come in and we dump our purse down and we got to get into our tights and our spanks and our whatevers. And they're with us every change off stage. Mm-hmm. They really like see how our daily life unfolds. I think in a way that other people they're don't. They're like therapists. Yeah. They really are. Inevitably, you're like talking to them in the dressing room and mm-hmm. telling them things, and they see the tears and they see the. Oh they are most vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, literally l- naked, naked. Truly. emotionally yes. and physically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like two nights ago, Isaiah was having a really rough bedtime with the babysitter. And I had to call him when I was changing into Let It Go. So he's on speakerphone crying, I don't want a babysitter. I want mama. I want mama. And I'm literally like putting on the sparkly dress. Fran's dealing with my mic because I got the wig on. And I'm like, I know, honey. I want to come home too. Just like trying. I love you so much. I'll be home in 30 minutes. You know, it's okay. Just trying to tell. I'm going to sing Let It Go. Do you want to sing Let It Go with me right now? Nope, that didn't work. But so Fran is like helping me finagle into this costume. I hang up with him. We go out. She throws water at me. I go out. I sing the song. I come back off. I have to call him back. He's still screaming because, of course, I've checked on the camera, which I watch obsessively. We call it ZTV. And um, and she hears another conference call with, you know, conference call, so businessy. Another, um, <laughs> what's the speaker, speaker call? Speaker. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I'm hanging up and she's like, oh, God, how do you do this? You know, and I'm like, I don't know, but thank God you're here because I can like, you know, I'm leaning on you. And she really is there for me in such a real way. Like she's a, she's a doctor. She's a dresser. She's a therapist. She's a friend. She's a sister. Mm. And um, she is a big secret weapon as far as how I've maintained this role in these three years and, like, gone on stage every night and been a mom. I, I, she is my – I feel very um, grateful to her. I love her very, very much. And she's amazing at what she does, but she's also just a kick-ass woman. Who she really it. is. She is. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. That's so – I love Shout that. out to your I dresser. Know. That's really yeah. lovely. Yeah, That's it's awesome. nice to have a forum in which to sing her praises. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah. thanks for that. We'll have to tell her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As you look towards your next role, oh my God, do you have you don't have any double duty, right? I or do. do, you do? You do. Oh, my oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't think you would. I know. I was like, maybe <laughs> like this had to have worked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh I start rehearsals gosh. February third, so my last two weeks of Frozen, I'll be rehearsing all day at Caroline. Oh. 
Okay. So okay. I'm going to just take that one day at a time. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. And know yes. that it will be over yes. at some point. Yep. It's finite. Yes. Um, Carolina change producers were great in that I was like, I can't come in on the two Mondays. So because they're, the rehearsal day off is Sunday, but I have two shows Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, for those first two weeks, I will not rehearse Good on for the you for knowing that. Yeah. And, you know, and good for forward. you for asking yeah, exactly. yep. and speaking it. You know, I think yeah. there's something also so empowering, right? About being like, mm-hmm. this is what I need. Yes. And then when they give it to you, you're like, oh, they mm-hmm. value me mm-hmm. as the artist and who they're hiring and as a person and totally. my well-being. And- yeah, because it was like, I, I need to wrap up my time at Frozen as best as I can and giving it the attention and the love and the skill it deserves. So I'm not going to compromise at the end of my run for the start of a new run health-wise right. and all of its health, right? Because yeah. yeah. it's not just physical health for your voice. It's mental health. Um, it's not about like having time to like hang out with my kid, although frankly, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But it, actually, I'm going to need those Mondays to be silent. Like I'm going to send him to school and be silent, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. So um, it was cool that they realized that it wasn't just like a consideration they were giving me, but they were giving it to Frozen too. They were acknowledging the work I'm doing there mm-hmm. and saying, cool, okay, we can make this work. That's a reasonable request. And true, like you do have to ask. Like my manager always says, you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. So um, true. But it's also, I mean, did you have any trepidation about asking for those kind of things? Or are you in a place now where, because I, I, you know, we asked mm-hmm. for things. There were things I asked for and I was so nervous. And I remember so the, Michael's wedding. Michael's wedding. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, are they going to give it to me? Yeah. And then they did, which yeah. was so lovely. Um, but I think, like the wedding, but also like things with mom. I find myself not wanting to ask for things that have to do with a, being a mother. I hear you. Because that's different, right? Like mm-hmm. anyone can ask for like, oh, I have a wedding right. or I have whatever. But when you go to them and you say, I need this off yes. for my child or I need this off as a mother, then you worry like, oh, is it going to put a label on me? Are they going to yeah. think that Are I'm- they never going to hire me exactly. again? Exactly. This is something that actually really needs to change in the industry because yes. the fact that we even worry about that is total effing bullshit. Yes. And I also worry about it, but we shouldn't have to because it's not about like, oh, we're allowed to be mothers, but A, we are. But B, when you hire an actor, you're hiring a whole person. Yeah. As we know, like our day ramping up to the show is tailored to the show. So people that live in the middle of the country that don't understand what we do when they visit and see this, you know, they're like, what do you do all day? You have all day free. And then you get to, you're like, no, actually, like everything I eat, everything I do is yeah. in ramp up to the show. But uh, they're hiring a human being and we come with children. Mm-hmm. Some people come with dogs and they need to hire dog walkers, you know. Some people um, come with commutes where they don't live five blocks from the theater and they live in Jersey or wherever they live and they drive in or they train in and sometimes New Jersey transit sucks and then producers have to deal with that too. Fair. (laughs) But it's like this is part of who we are, so – but, and it's yeah. an industry – I mean, it's a, a business, first and foremost. Yeah. Clearly, we know that. But yeah. it's an industry that is built on, you know, telling stories about the human condition. Mm-hmm. So who are we not to support mm-hmm. the humans around us yeah. in every way that we can in telling those stories, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. I think it's something that is starting to change, even just what you, what you two have done with um, running Broadway Baby Mamas and bringing visibility to um, – what it is to be in this career as working parents and working mothers. And 
Thanks. That has done a huge amount for the industry, just that it's being talked about by people who aren't parents because they know that what you guys have started is a thing now, you know, like, yeah. and the meetings you've had with Ancourt and the meetings you've had with Equity and trying to change our union and give us more right. I mean, there's so much that needs to be done as far as like maternity leave, but mm. also I think back to when I first got pregnant during uh, the ramp up to First Daughter Suite rehearsal starting and the fear I felt, and that shouldn't exist. Like, the maternity leave or lack thereof policies in our union should be in plain view as far as right. like mm-hmm. on the website. They should be talked about on the first day of rehearsal meetings. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something that you have, have to covertly out. find right. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that needs to change like now. That needs to change right. like five years this ago. This is the year 2020. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in some ways it feels like we're going backwards. But, some ways, yeah. Um, but that's why I think visibility is so important. And that's mm-hmm. something that, um, you know, we just... Kara and I are thrilled. Like there are so I mean, the, many people now that continue to work as mothers mm-hmm. and we have to change the conversation. And not that people didn't before, but I do think well, there was, women felt- I think there were fewer too. There, there were definitely yeah. much, many fewer, but the need to, fe- to, to feel like you needed to hide yeah. the fact that you're a mom. And yeah. we should not have to no. hide. No, <laughs> no, because no. we're all still showing up and doing eight shows a week exactly. at night. Right? We're all still hiring babysitters to put our kids to right? bed. Right. So that's fine. We're down for that. We'll yeah. sign up for that. But yeah. we also need- the other end of things to sign up for helping us to get to, to the eight o'clock curtain every exactly. night. You right. Know? I know someone at the stage door last night was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you guys do this, which my track and Tina is not that <laughs> physical, but I, I'm not exhausted. But they were like, I don't know how you guys do this. Are you just going to sleep, you know, sleep in, in the morning? And then I was like, mm-hmm. no, I've got a five-year-old. Why I was not? like, I'm going to get up at 645. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, no. <laughs> She'll be up. And then they just stare at you and you're like, (laughs) yeah, okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, we're superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Oh my gosh. You are the definition of a superhero. Yeah. For real. I mean, I Well, and also that costume change and let it go. I mean, let's be honest. That's like about as close to superhero quick change as you can get. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Big, big ups to the crew guys who do all of the, uh, literal heavy heavy lifting oh, I just stand and brace yep. and belt and then they they do the uh the quick it's change it's really really oh. cool yeah it's, it's pretty really awesome. Disney knows what's up they know how to make a moment Clearly. matter mm-hmm. make the magic right yeah well I I, I think we covered a lot <laughs> yeah it was awesome it was a good think, chat yeah thank you so much thanks Casey, ladies for being here yeah. thanks for doing really this appreciate it anytime yeah. we love <laughs> it you got a wonderful energy about you thanks really. likewise it makes it easy to talk about all these things and fun and exciting because I feel like we are on the brink of, of making some changes in our industry and it's fun to just have a small part in that. So thanks for letting me chat. Of course. Anytime. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song. Our producers, Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.